The WMEA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks and content available only to our patrons at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Yes, sir. Welcome back to the WNBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no the voice, no the guy. It's me, really real, really real. So from Virginia here at your service. And uh, if you are not watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash NBA Gambling Podcast, then you will not hear me blunder and completely mess up the beginning of the episode because I was on mute. So exclusives only at youtube.com slash sports gambling. Well, NBA Gambling Podcast. However, we are back with a massive, and I say massive, but this is actually massive for comparison to what is happening. Like, imagine, just imagine having every team in the league except to play in a game. That's what we got tonight. Five games slate in the WNBA. Got my guy Scott Studio Rice Show with me. Scott, what's going on? Nothing much. I was looking forward to these big cards, so it's nice to get five games on the slate. I know we got pretty early lines for these as well. I saw lines last night, so that was refreshing. But looking forward to the five games. Hopefully they turn into profitable ones. Oh, very much so. And recapping what we did last episode on the show, we had a show for uh, – what was the last show? That was for Saturday. Saturday, yes. Saturday slate. Man, I really got to start taking better track of these. What do we have here? Aces first half, team total over that cash versus the Minnesota Lynx. I had the Sparks on the money line. Didn't get there. Wasn't close. They actually folded away the plus eight towards the later part of that game. But they were honestly outplayed, outmatched. They weren't even. We didn't have any business betting uh, Dallas in that game. And then we also have... Chelsea Gray, who didn't get there with the 14 and a half on the player prop as well. She finished with 11. I'm probably going back to her today. Not going to lie. Scott, you remember anything about last time? Uh, I know that I lost to the believe lock and dog, but I did win the prop. I had Jordan Canada uh, to go over her point total. She got there easily. She had 12 at the half. Yeah. And it was 12 she, and a half, and she had 12 at the half. Yep, she got over, so that was nice. But besides that, it didn't really go well uh, for me on the lock and dog part of it. Mostly Seattle, because that's what I had. I had Seattle back in the line movement. They got buried. So whoever wasted a lot of money moving that line four points, enjoy. Uh, she <laughs> wasted it. And Jewel Lloyd, every time I bet on her, she no-shows the game. So like, it was correlated. Didn't work out, but Chicago played well. Did win the Canada prop, though, so it could have been worse. But either way, hopefully we'll uh, sweep the board here on Tuesday. Yeah, I'm trying to feel like Jalen Brown's feeling today. That's how I'm trying to feel. That's the energy I want for today. I want that Jalen Brown energy today. Who? Shout out Jalen Brown. Contract extension, richest NBA contract ever at $304 million. Just imagine what Tatum's going to get paid. And Tatum can actually go left. Yep. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Shout out to my guy Saquon Barkley, too. It's crazy. Saquon Barkley starts my morning getting a $10 million contract, and I'm ecstatic because I'm like, all right, we got another year of Saquon Barkley, then he's probably going to go off to another team. And Jalen Brown comes out of nowhere with $304 million. Well, I think not- you bespoke. He was he was offered $10 million. He countered and got eleven. So Saquon oh, got an extra right. million. You're right. So. You're right. Incentives. Incentives. Well, Incentives, yeah. So- yeah. 
So he did get an extra 11. And, you know, maybe that was the plan of the running back summit. Maybe all these running backs are just going to sign a one-year deal, and then they're all going to go on strike next year. Uh, could be. The, I don't think anybody's going to really outcome. care besides fantasy people. So we'll see. Uh, I don't know. To be honest, I, I'm not right. on the side of the running backs on this one, but that's a separate story. We can save that for the NFL podcast. But I am. I will. All RBs matter around here. All RBs matter. If you're not supporting our fight for running backs, even on WNBA Gambling Podcast, we fight. Oh, for, for the record, backs. they matter for fantasy. Running backs win fantasy championships, just not Super Bowls. And I'm, as a, we as a all... fantasy champion winner, I want to give a shout out to McCaffrey, who helped me uh, win a title last year. But did my running back shout out to uh who who helped me win that title last year? Since we give it out title shout outs, uh who helped me win that? Shout out to Alexander Madison coming through. You know, Jonathan Taylor got hurt earlier in the year. Alexander Madison came and pulled me through a championship. Shout out to him. Shout Speaking out with Dalvin, still a free agent. Very much so, still a free agent. Since we do an RB shout outs, all RBs matter. All of them. Shout out to uh, who else here helped me out? Oh, yeah. Deshaun, no, DeAndre Swift didn't do nothing. Forget DeAndre Swift. I actually don't like him. Uh, shout out to Booby Miles. Booby Miles came through for me. I traded you this offseason for Najee Harris, but, you know, it's fine. This is a dynasty league, by the way. It's yeah, fine. I, shout, I but shout, out. Out, shout out to Booby Miles. Need you. Need you. Yeah, I, got, I, I moved him and Ridley, and I got Najee, and I think I got a first-round pick next year, too. Okay. Nice. I've, I've never done a dynasty league, but... You know, this is my first one, and it's pretty all right. We're we're in year four. I think we're in year yeah. four, and I didn't even know they get that far. All right, all right. Enough of the NFL talk and boring the people. We have five games to talk about. We got to get through them. But before we do that, I got to talk to you about the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. Look, do your part against the war against corporate gambling and sign up for our patreon tons of exclusive content you can get merch you can get contests you there's monthly sgp stories a podcast with free uncensored stuff highlighting the best stories from decades decades well i don't have decades of being a dj because you know i'm not 100 years old working on this network but you know people like sean and kramer who else is old moon off is approaching old status i'm not gonna lie uh Malcolm is pretty old. Malcolm, when you say he old probably, status, does a kid like boost your status by how many years? Oh, the kid definitely boosts your status by ten for yeah, sure. Okay. By ten. So everybody, so everybody that has a kid, just go ahead and add an extra ten years. And if they have two kids, add five on the extra kid. So okay. Ryan's pretty old. Uh, Cody, man, uh, who else is old? Rod, I don't, Rod have, I don't have any kids that I know about, so as far as I know, I'm still pretty young. So, <laughs> <laughs> there's even a Discord channel for patrons. slash patreon to sign up for that channel. <laughs> I just can only imagine little Scott's running around not knowing. <laughs> uh, that is definitely not oh. the case, but. You know. Oh man! All right. Who exclusive perks and support again? sportsgamblingpodcastcom slash Patreon. Oh man, that that brought a tear out my eye because I could just imagine like little Scotts, and then like a little Scott doing the uh, 
Will Smith. Why don't he just want me, man? Oh, that's a classic. <laughs> with Uncle with Uncle Phil? Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, I tell you. Y'all go get some good banter out of this show. If you don't get no good picks, you're gonna get some good banter. We're gonna sit here and laugh about nothing. Oh man. All right. First game on the board. 7 p.m. on the East Coast. Chicago Sky welcome the defending champion Las Vegas Aces to Chicago. You have a minus 14 and a half for the Aces. Actually opened up minus 12 and a half. I'll let you know right now. My guy, Ron be sending me the stuff from vegas like when vegas opens the line i never ever saw 12 and a half it i only saw 14 and now it's 14 and a half shout out to ron uh, by the way for being an insider yeah shout out to ron uh let's see here opened up 170 and a half i did see that came down to 168 and a half injury report for these two teams and let's see here for chicago uh same thing rebecca gardner isabel harrison you know that we've seen that all season for the aces. You know that Ricardo Williams still has that back injury. And this actually came out this morning or yesterday night. I think it was yesterday night. Candace Parker did have surgery on that foot. She's going to be out indefinitely. We'll see if she'll be able to make a return towards the end of the season, but do not expect to see Candace Parker anytime soon. So, I mean, are you laying it? That's really just the question. Are you laying it? Uh, I feel like I have to. <laughs> Vegas is just so much better than Chicago. I'm not going to overreact to one good game against Seattle. We know Seattle's a poverty team at this point. Uh, so I'm not going to overreact to it. The sky looked good for a game against the worst team in the league. Now you're having the Aces who are fresh off of another blowout win. All the Aces do is win in blowout fashion. Uh, they're the best team, once again, I've ever seen in this league. Candace Parker's been out for a while, and I feel like nobody's noticed because they keep running through teams. I'm taking the Aces. I don't think Chicago is very good. I see the Aces winning by 20. Yeah. Uh, it's really that second half for uh, Chicago of me. Like, they're normally, like, just typically bad. But the second half gets pretty substantially worse, actually. So, looking at it in terms of points per game, uh, 38.2 points per game for the sky that is eighth in the uh first half and then they fall and finish the game full game 73.8 this is in the past five games that is 12th in the WNBA. they kind of really really drop in scoring in that second half defensively there's a drop off their third in opponents points per game in the WNBA in the first half fall to six in the second half we notice Aces team makes adjustments at halftime. Becky Hammond, great coach. And I just think it's too much. Like, I, I truly just think even without Candace Parker, that actually it kind of makes things worse because now Asia Wilson has no fear of just going and getting a bucket inside the paint. Like, that was the issue for the first half of the season was that it felt like there were times where she was deferring and she was timid. And I understand you have literally a team of all-stars playing with you, but now that Candace Parker is out and you have Kia Stokes and Kia Stokes doesn't really give you too much on the offensive side of ball anymore. This is really where Asia Wilson typically goes to work and really helps push this team over the edge. So there's not a fall off without Candace Parker. I can't, I hate to admit it, but it's not a fall off without the Candace Parker. All right. Minus 14 and a half for me. But in terms of the total, and I'll take a play on the Aces uh, first half. Aces, points per game in the first half, 49.4. That is second in the WNBA. 
uh, and they give up 33 points per game in the first half. That is first in WNBA. They get up for the first half. They keep going. They get out to a lead early. I'll take them in the first half over the sky. What's the line on that? We got minus eight and a half. Large number, but I think they're up 10. But the play that I like a little bit more in that first half is the under 83 and a half. I just don't think the Sky are going to be able to score. If the Sky hold them defensively, and again, the Sky very good defensively in the first half, 38.4 points per game, third in WNBA in the last five games. That's a pretty solid stat. Do I think that they're going to hold the Aces where it's going to be close? No, but if the Aces play good defense, if the Sky just don't let them run out and score, what was it, 44 points that the Liberty scored the other day in the first quarter? Like if they don't let them yeah. run over them like that, then I think that this under can come through in the first half. So give me a first half under 83 and a half for this one. That was Slight a record, to, by the way. 44 it was. Quarter. Slight lane to the under ten, for the game ten as minute well. Quarters, ten minute quarters, if people forgot, <laughs> which is just wild. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even in the NBA, you get a 44 point quarter. We're like, all right. All yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> Just wild stuff. But, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I feel like Chicago's going to have a hard time scoring. It's kind of the same breakdown that I had for the game over the weekend, which I know went over because you ended up seeing Minnesota actually perform pretty well offensively. But the argument is, well, if the Aces score 90, do I have faith in the other team? That's really what it comes down to. Um, I'm not sure I do, so I'm going to lean under again. I know I got burned on it over the weekend, but I feel better about a team total in this one for Chicago under because the Aces can score 90 against anybody, and you wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, let's see here. What is that? Uh, Aces giving up 76.4. Whoa. <coughs> that water went down the wrong pipe. I hate it when that happened. 76.4 for the Aces in the past five games, giving up to their opponents. That is third in WNBA. That team total for the Sky is sitting at... Hold on. Let me find this. Where's my... I haven't used my loading drop in a minute. Where's the loading drop? All right. There we go. Five. So right there, literally, basically the exact same number. Yeah, same yeah. I don't think they score. I think they max out at 70. Yeah, I think maybe they'll push like 75 if they're lucky, but I don't see it. I think my guy Ron actually had a system. Let's see. what. So Ron has made a what's it called? What's the thing called where they project? Well, he has his own projections. There we go. He has made his own projections for the game, and his were you going to say model system, was model? Model, model is the word I'm looking for. He has his own model, and let me see here. Oh wow! Oh, there it is. Okay, he has actually he has it a close game, eighty-eight, eighty-one, sky, but it still goes well. Goes one sixty-nine. Okay, interesting. Still underplay. Still gives me good faith about the under. We'll see if the Sky are able to score a day. I don't agree with the model there, but potentially the Sky, the model does have the Sky as a plus seven in this game. That's got to be, that's got to be Clea Copper and Maria Mabry just going off. 
That's really the only options they have. Yeah, I don't know how else they do that. Let's take that and roll this into our props. What do you like here? I'm not going against Asia Wilson. I feel Gosh, like it's pretty without Candace Parker, she's just and I gotta look it up. I gotta look up what exactly she's averaging without Candace Parker. But she did whatever she wanted in that game over the weekend. I don't see Chicago having the size to actually stop her. So I like her over even if you have the size like it's so hard because she's hitting step back jumpers like she's hitting step back jumpers out of the pose she's you know getting open on the pick and roll and instead of driving she's pulling up at the free throw line hitting like she's literally scoring all over the court yeah i'm with you i'm with you. i think I she might be in line for like 25 and 12 today it wouldn't shock me yep asia over 21 and a half points over yeah, I, I'm still. I mean, they they moved a rebound line up to ten and a half at even money. I, I'd still take it. Mm. I think, like she's I said, I think going she's over. good for twelve. Yeah, I think she's good for twelve. I've seen some people playing Kia Stokes over four and a half, uh, minus one thirty. She had eight last game, I believe. Well, the uh, argument is she's going to get a lot of minutes because she's the replacement for Candace. I don't mind that play at four and a half. Yeah, rebounds. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind it at all. Uh, let's see here. What else do we got? I'm going back to Chelsea Gray, man. I'm going back to Chelsea Gray. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, can't put the blame on you. Fool me three times, you know the rest. 14 and a half for Chelsea Gray. She gets my 20 piece today, plus 320. She does it. Because okay. they're going to blow them out, and she plays the blowout minutes, and that just opens the door for her to just ball hog. Where's her assist at, though? Oh, point God. Gotta play her assists. I think she had like eight assists in that first half last game. I'm not sure if you're going to get it because, uh, once again, her minutes are a bit in flux. I see eight and a half assists. Oh, at plus 114. Dang. It's a little bit yeah. too large for me personally. If Just it was six and a half or seven and a half, I would have considered but eight and a half. Yeah. Sky are better defensively. Like I said, they're not a bad defensive bunch. Like, they're not a bad defensive bunch. So, maybe not Chelsea Gray on the assist today. But I'm going to roll with her points again, for sure. All right, here. Uh, next, Before we get to the next game of Slate, guys, talk to you about underdog fantasy because NFL is here and underdog best ball mania five where first place gets one million dollars so much to choose from an underdog you get a chance to win a million dollars for first place you got the underdog pick them contest where you can get down on a bunch of player props you can do WNBA pick them and all that stuff here at underdog head over to underdogfantasy.com use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100 that's underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN all right, let's move on to our next game of the slate. And that's going to be same time. Finnis Mercury playing the Atlanta Dream. And Atlanta line opened up at minus four and a half. I did see a minus four and a half. And that four and a half got gone very, very quickly. It went up to five and a half. And now it's all the way up to minus seven and a half for the Atlanta Dream in this game. One, the earliest six, I saw four. it was six. Last night. I saw six last night. I saw mostly six and a half. I didn't see any number before that, but I'll take your word for it. Yeah, 164 and a half is the total in this one. Dropped three points from 167. So it looks like early indications is that they're trying to go under on the total here. Injury report for these two teams. And we have for, well, when I can pull it up. 
There we go. All right. For the Atlanta Dream, clean entry report. Nothing to report there. Big old zero for the Phoenix Mercury. We have Dieta Tarasi, who is going to be out with that quadricep injury. And you know, Scott Dean Smith is out. <clears throat> does any of that mean anything to you? I mean, the Diggin Smith obviously does. She hasn't played all year, but Tarasi being out, does that matter? Moved the line for me at all this season. Every time somebody says Tarasi's in or out, I just be like, okay. Like, <laughs> I mean, am I supposed to feel better about that? I'm on Atlanta personally. I mean, I guess I'm on Atlanta minus seven and a half. I really don't like playing it like that. I preferred it at seven, but the Mercury are one in ten on the road. They're just an abysmal road team. I can't have any faith in them to actually do anything. They looked good for maybe a game or two against Connecticut right after the All-Star break. Connecticut came out flat. Then they lost to a missed 16 that's pretty compromised health-wise. You're looking at Atlanta. They had one seven straight, came out of the All-Star break, experimented with the lineups for some reason, lost two straight games to Connecticut. Connecticut, once again, is a top-three team in the league. Like Losing to Connecticut back-to-back isn't that shameful. But I do think you're looking at Atlanta at home against the bottom feeder with a shot to win their first game post-All-Star break. It's a nice spot for Atlanta to come out motivated to get the job done against a weaker team. I think Atlanta buries them here, personally. Phoenix gets blown out a lot. They do. So this is, But that's exactly, you know, they have these random games where they get up in the second half. And that's why I'm sticking to the first half in this one. I've been talking about it all this whole time. I'm on Atlanta minus seven and a half, but my plays are going to be on the first half in this one. Give me Atlanta minus four in the first half. I think that's consensus minus one around minus one twenty odds, and give me the first half under eighty three and a half for this one as well. And uh, just looking at the first half stats between these two teams, a uh, big difference in pace here. Dream are fourth in pace. The Mercury are eleventh in pace in that first half, but here's uh, where things kind of get interesting. When you look at the points per game, opponents points per game difference. Dream forty four point four, forty four point six points per game. That's fourth in WNBA. Mercury thirty eight point zero. That is ninth. That's actually a lot better than what they normally be doing. They're typically like eleven, twelve in the past five games, but defensively. And really, since Nikki Blue took over as head coach, this has been a different defensive group for the Mercury, and they've just been slightly better. Can't hold you. They've been slightly better defensively. First half, giving up 39.6 points per game in the past five games. That is fourth in WNBA. Dream second with 37.2. Second to only the Las Vegas Aces in opponents' points per game in the first half. I think that with the Mercury playing a little bit better defensively, I think that this is – and the line dropping, so it makes me feel a little bit better. I wish I kind of got in on this earlier, but they take forever to drop first half lines. Give me an under for this one. This one goes under. The Mercury can't score. They suck. They can't score. They don't have any way of scoring without BG just dominating in the post. And when teams throw double teams at her, she kind of fumbles a little bit. Yeah. And now you're trying to depend on, is Mariah Jefferson going to have a good game? Is Michaela Onyemwede going to have a good game? Is Sophie Cunningham going to be able to shoot three shots? Sophie Cunningham for hitting five threes for me last game, by the way. But is she going to be able to hit three? Like, there's so many other things that they just don't have another solidified option to go to without Skylar Diggins-Smith. So I don't think that the Mercury are going to be able to score. Don't think the Dream are immediately running away with this in the first half. 
don't think that they'll carry the number over 83 and a half. So I really, really like that first half under for this game. But I like the dream first half minus four as well, because I think they'll come out just like you said. First game at the All-Star after playing Connected twice, they should be able to get out here and get a win. Yeah, I just think Atlanta will find a way to once again, they don't have an issue scoring ever. The Mercury do. That's really the problem that I have. I think it might be close for a little while. Maybe Atlanta lets them hang around. But I think by the game's end, Atlanta wins by like 12. Give or take. Yeah. What's your thoughts on total? I'm going to lean under because the Mercury can't score. So I think that, once again, the Mercury have been playing slower lately because they can't score. The Dream, once again, it was against Connecticut, but they, have, they haven't exactly been that sharp offensively in the second half of the season so far. So with that being said, I do like the under with you. All right. Yep. Then we are on to player props. Anything that you saw that you like in this one? I once again, you got to play the fun game of which guard for Atlanta does something because that's always a tricky proposition. I am wondering though if Griner is going to have a good game or not because Atlanta has not really been that bad with their paint defense, and uh-huh. Griner's at sixteen and a half, which I think sounds reasonable, but I am wondering if that's too high or too low. I think I have to go back to Parker rebounds because she's finally starting again because they realized that the Billings lineup didn't make any damn sense. Uh, Parker at seven and a half rebounds. I'm tempted by. I'd look for that over. You mentioned Cunningham hitting a bunch of threes for Phoenix last game. Uh, Uh She's at one and a half at minus 130 on the over. I got to take that because the volume will be there. But those are kind of my main two. I'm going to play it relatively conservative on the props. But I do like Cunningham over one and a half threes. Uh, Atlanta did get a win after the All-Star play. They played Minnesota immediately. At home and one covered the minus six, and then they lost the two games to. I forgot about that game. Sorry, against Minnesota. Uh, that second game against Connecticut is when Cheyenne Parker returned to the starting lineup. Yep, I'm going to assume they're not going to take her back out. They shouldn't. So, I will take her over seven and a half rebounds. A lot of hesitance there because again. We're assuming they're not going to take her back out of the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, why was she taking out in the first place? Uh, I don't know. But hopefully that experiment is over. She had 17 and 8 in that last game. She had 17 on 3. I'm taking her over 14 and a half, too. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Taking over 14 and a half. She had 17 and she was 3 for 12 from the field. What is she? 11 for 12 from the free throw line. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So I'm all on. Sh- I'm all shoot. 20, 20, 20, 20 plus 310. 20, 20. All right. Cheyenne Parker, 20 plus plus 310. I'm on the over 14 and a half points. I'm on the seven and a half rebounds. Cheyenne Parker game. I'm assuming you're also on the Cunningham threes. Uh, One and a half does feel pretty low for a player that's going to get it. Yeah. And I did cash. Uh, five plus at sixteen fifty this weekend, but it's like somebody's gonna have to shoot. And with Tarazi being out, I mean, you're looking at where the volume so come from. The issue on why I didn't think I was getting the threes last game because when I was watching the game, they were face guarding the fuck out of her, and she couldn't get open. Like Natasha Cloud was getting open. I don't think the Dream will have that same reaction. So if they do she could snipe a couple early 
I'm I consider a ladder good if they had it. I mean, she's attempted nine threes in two of the last three games, making five of them. The one exception was against Chicago, where she still attempted five threes, just didn't make any of them. She made one. But with her going five for nine from three in two of the last three games, Atlanta's been improved defensively. They're still not a great defensive team, and somebody's going to yeah. have to shoot. So I think that could be a ladder potentially if you can find a ladder. I wouldn't mind taking three plus. Let's see here. Let's look at Dream been okay defensively from three. I mean, not much you really can say about that in WNBA, but 27% over the past five games. I I, I like that Sophie prop. I, it's just for volume for me. Like I'm going to have to take one and a yeah. half. He might attempt seven. <laughs> yeah. Let me see here. Let me see what they have on good old bet 365 for alternate threes prop. So we can get two at minus 130, three at plus 235, four at plus 650, five at 1550. Oh, dang. I might have to run it back after this weekend, at least the four. I'm yeah, just saying man. she's hit the five in two of the last three. I'm not saying she's going to do it, but 15 to one for her to do it again. I just feel like the volume, that's got to be worth some ladder. I mean, you said it was plus 230 and change or so for her to it hit. It only went down. Me. It only went down about a dollar. Like, I got it at 1650 this past weekend when she played against the uh, Mystics. So, all right. I, I like I those prices that. a lot. So, I can roll with that. All right. So, it looks like they have Mariah Jefferson props. Like, okay, so I want people to I want people to know because I feel like a lot of people don't know. Mariah Jefferson is a really, really good player. Like she's just in a terrible situation that just doesn't seem like it's working for her, but she's actually a really, really good player and she can go off at any point in time, which is why I'm not surprised that they have her props here. It's at 10 and a half. She's had 11 and three of the past five, and one of those games was nine. If Mariah Jefferson woke up and had a game day, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know if I'm necessarily betting it, but I mean she's nine sixty to get mm-hmm. twenty. Like that's that's I might sprinkle on that and that alone. I think the ceiling for me would be fifteen. I'm, I don't think I'm ready to go for twenty, but fifteen I could consider plus two eighty. Yeah, I mean somebody's gonna score. Somebody's gonna score something and. And Griner's only at 16 and a half. So if you're expecting even a bad offensive team to score roughly Somebody 70, else. somebody's going to have to score, as you said. Yeah. All right. Watch it be Mikaela on your way day because they don't have her props listed. It just feels like that's the way. Could be. All right. I think that's it for that game. Let's move on to the next one. We are three games in of a five-game slate here. No, two games in them, five games late. Holy crap. All right, let's uh, mosey on along here. We got the Seattle Storm going to play the New York Liberty. Liberty opened up as a 14-point favorite. They are now over to minus 15 and a half. Line for the total opened up 166, sitting here at 170 and a half. Injury report for these two teams. Looky, 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 looky. We have for the New York Liberty. Stephanie Dolson, Han Shu, both going to be out for some time. Han Shu's playing overseas. Stephanie Dolson with that ankle injury. Uh, so missing some front court depth for them. And for the Seattle Storm, it looks like they got Jordan Horston, who was out for personal reasons on Tuesday. I think I'm going to lean Seattle. 
I don't feel great about it, but they've actually done okay against the Liberty so far this season. They haven't won any of the games, but if you want to I go feel to like we've handicapped this game like 10, 10 times this season. It's the already. last meeting this season because they faced off three times already. But to go through the results, the Liberty won by eight, they won by 15, and they won by four. The four was the only home game that the Liberty had there, but Seattle's a really bad team. There's no way around it. They're the worst team in the league. However, the Liberty have done a pretty good job of winning, but they don't always win by margin. They were able to beat the Fever by 18 last game. But if I want to just go through the actual margin of victory the Liberty have had in the last couple of games before that recent game, they beat the Mystics by 9, beat the Fever by 8, beat the Mercury by 4, beat the Storm by 15, beat the Sun by 8, beat the Mystics by 1. The point is, I know that I mentioned a lot of teams that are better than... Seattle, but they're a really bad fourth quarter team when they're up by a lot of points. They really take their foot off the gas and they constantly lose the fourth quarter, which can determine the spread. Seattle's once again, uh, you know, four and 18 straight up. But there's a reason why we keep giving them out the cover. It's because they lose in a clo- in close fashion. To go through their games, lost by 15 to, to the sky, bad showing. Played the Aces, lost by 16, they covered. Played the Dream, lost by 10. Played the Mystics, lost by seven. The, uh, the, the dream game, by the way, Lloyd didn't play in. They were getting like 13 and a half. Played the Liberty, lost by four. Played the Sun, lost by 20. The point is, the last couple games, they've been in the middle of a long losing streak, losing nine straight. But they have been within 10 or so in most of those games. I'm going to take the points. The Liberty, I think you'll get a better line live. But I do think the Liberty will open up a 15-point lead. They'll do nothing in the fourth quarter. Seattle's going to find a way to lose by 12. I mean, really, the pace stats for the Storm kind of uh, show me what this team looks like in the second half. In the first half, they are all the way down at eighth in terms of pace for the entire game. They're up to third. So the pace tremendously skyrockets for them in the second half where they're playing with a lot more pace. They're able to do a lot more scoring and, you know, make these games competitive. And I came on here and I said that, well, it might not have been on here, but it might have been on like Sports Grid or something else, some other stuff that I've done, where I've said, hey, like, let's just wait for the storm to go down early and live bet them and get the best part of the number. Whenever I've live bet the storm, I've hit because they they make it interesting in the second half. We wait. I think it was somebody. Who was it? It was somebody that hit me up and said that they caught one game, the storm at like plus 25, and then just turn the game off, didn't care because they knew they were going to win. Like, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I like the storm to cover this one. Liberty defensively been brutal. Look at, listen to mm-hmm. opponents' points per game, uh, 86.2 in the past five games. That's ninth in WNBA. The storm actually have a better opponents' points per game than the Liberty at 85.4. First half. It's much of the same, just flip Storm 43.6, Liberty 42.6. That is ninth and eighth, respectively, for those two teams in terms of points in the first half. I think the Storm the storm are going to give up points, but I honestly think the Liberty are going to give it up too. And to avoid any Storm mishap in the first half, I'm going to just take the New York Liberty team total over in that first half. Uh, let me get the official line for that one. <laughs> I like the over, too. I don't see much defense being played. But since the Liberty are a massive favorite and they don't really guard anybody, I'm not going to pick them to win by a ton of points. Yeah, we got 46 and a half minus 130. That's juiced. Uh, Juice minus 130 for that 46 and a half. You could probably what's the let me see if I can see an alt for them. I see 48 and a half at plus 120. 
I think they get close to I think that they don't get to 50. They get extremely, extremely close to 50. But at 46 and a half minus 130, I laid a juice on that. I think they have a pretty good chance of getting over the Seattle Storm first half team. So it was 38 and a half. And it's not bad. Like if you're pro storm, yeah. I don't think that I don't think that's bad at all because I don't think it's a defensive game that keeps them in it. So uh, let's go ahead and go. Let's go ahead and go for that. I like that first half over just overall the first half or over for both teams. Uh, team total for the Liberty 46 and a half. Let me get you that first half over number for this one at first half is at 85 and a half. I think it still goes over that. Uh, I don't really uh, have much more. In this. Yeah. Anything else on the total that you like? I know I talked about total. I'm leaning. So, I mean, I'm on it for the full game. I mean, for the first half, kind of not really. The, well, yeah, no, no. Give me the full game. Yeah. Over. Just give me over. I, I don't have much else. I'm thinking of player props, but Lloyd's constantly burned me. I, once again, Brianna Stewart should have a great matchup here. Uh, so I think mm-hmm. she's in line to have a good game. UNESCO threes might be worth a look, which I guess means I'm automatically considering Vandersloot assists because if they're going to score a bunch of points, she's going to get a lot of assists. But that's the standard props. Like, I don't really see much more that I'm considering to get unique with, you know? Yeah. All right. Let's... No, we're on props. We're on props for this one. Yeah, I just went through mine. I, I don't have anything unique. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm on Jewel. It wouldn't shock me, but I'm I'm just tired of giving out her props and she's <clears throat> no showing the games. Yeah, I mean, she's at a last. I mean, she's not going three. She's not giving three bad games in a row. Jewel over twenty two and a half. And at Lib- and so here's the but here's the difference. So if you look at the defensive stats for the two games after All-Star, they played against the Aces, who opponents points per game third in WNBA, and they played against the Sky, whose opponents points per game is sixth in WNBA. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty far drop-off to the Liberty, who are at nine. Yeah. And it's just like a – it's a clear divide. And the Liberty have not figured this out defensively. It's just the fact that they run and gun so much and they have so many offensive – you know, they can go inside. They can go from three. They can do whatever. They can play pick and roll. Like, there's so much stuff that they can do offensively. that They just outscore teams a lot of the time. But yeah, they just have, don't prioritize defense. Yeah, she should get she should get some work in today minus – uh, one thirty for that twenty-two and a half. I see you probably can find a better number than that. Uh, let me go to. Let me see here. Give me. Uh, I feel like it's been a while. She's had some like good finishes to the game, but it's been a while since Brianna Stewart has looked good from start to mm-hmm. finish. Yeah. From start, like, if you watch, and you'll see, you'll be like, oh, what do you mean? She had 23, 24 points. Other. But she started the game, like, two for eight. One it's all eight. spurts. <laughs> yeah, like, there's been a while since Brianna Stewart has had a good game from start to finish where she just slayed. Like, let, let's just go Stewie again, man. Let, let, very easy. I'm with you. Very easy. Stewie, Lloyd, that's it for me. All right, injury report here. We have the uh, not injury report. What next game on the slate? Duh. 
8 p.m. on the East Coast. We have the Connecticut Sun playing Dallas in Dallas. Dallas opened up as a minus one and a half point favorite. I saw that line. It is over up to minus three and a half. I was actually shocked to see that this morning. Like, legitly shocked when I saw that the line moved two points overnight. 166 and a half is the total here. Injury report for these two teams. And we have for the Dallas Wings. It looks like pretty clean. What we, you know, originally same thing for the Sun. Expect to see everybody that have been playing, playing in this one. I mean, okay, so I get it. I get it. The surge of Dallas and what Dallas has been doing recently is really, really, really good. Like really, really, really good. I was personally yeah. surprised Dallas was favored. I didn't think they would be favored. I thought it would be like minus one sun or like a pick yeah. And when I saw minus one half, I was like, okay, cool. Respect. Dallas is at home. They've been really, really good. I did not think this line was going to keep moving to Dallas. I didn't either. In fact, I went on Visa and I actually thought that Dallas would be dogs uh, before the lines came out. But I'm, I'm not surprised once again, but Connecticut's looked really good the last couple games. Dallas's last loss was Jan- not January, <laughs> July 5th uh, against the Aces, 82-89. Is that even a loss? And then they come That's back. It's not even that bad, no. Yeah, that's like, is that even a loss? Like, do I even count that one as a loss? <laughs> and then, okay, next game, they come back and beat the Aces, have a win against the Fever, dog the Lynx, come back and almost pretty much dog the Liberty at home and then dog the, the uh, sparks as well. So these aren't bad. Like you have wins against the Liberty and the aces over the past five games, man, I really wanted to give out Connecticut, but this is really blowing my mind right now. I'm going to take the points. Initially on visa and I was leaning to Dallas because I thought they'd be getting points. I think this is just a simple spot where whichever team was the underdog I'd be taking. Because I do think it's going to be a very close matchup. I think that it could be a war from start to finish. Connecticut's been really good lately. So is Dallas, don't get me wrong. But getting three and a half with what I think is the consensus, what, third best team in the league? According yeah. to most people? Yeah. That's pretty appealing to me. I was a fan of how Connecticut played over the weekend. They swept the back-to-back against Atlanta, which is impressive to me. I'm going to take Connecticut plus the points. It's a spot where whichever team was going to be getting anything, I'd be blindly taking. And as a result, that's Connecticut. <sighs> I think it's going down to the wire. Like, I don't think it's going I to be do. easy one way or another. I do. This is the game of the day. This is game of the day. Like, this is the game I'm most excited to see today. All right. Hey, man, look. So, again, my guy Ryan, <laughs> he's gotten a model. The model has the game Sun. 80.82 points, wings 80.79. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. Oh man. Everybody's saying this is a close game. I agree. I really do. And I mean, my handicap is pretty much saying that I think this is a close, low scoring game. Like, look at these two teams and where they are defensively over the past five games. The Sun are actually the best defensive team in terms of points per game, 75.4 points per game. Wiggins are fourth at 78.6. Yes, Allen, you cap a run. That's my guy. At 78.6 points per game, that is fourth in WNBA. Uh, Pace is low. Both the Sun, ninth in pace. Wings, 11th in pace. Like, I think this is a grinded out 
these two teams are going to go back and forth a little bit defensively. They're going to make things tough for Enrique Gumuale. They're going to make things tough for Satu Sabali. But the Wings aren't going to just let the Sun roll out here and just get all these additional points off the bench like the Sun can do sometimes, like coming from Dijanae Carrington and all these other pieces. Like I think they're going to limit some of the other pieces as well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. We're just going to take the points. This is a close game. Uh, give me the plus three and a half. I could say wings by one, wings yep. by two. Not gonna I lie. see a final so, possession game. So yeah, and maybe it's a Rike Gumawale game winner. I, I feel I feel like it's been a long time since I said that. So maybe it's a Rike Gumawale game winner. All right, Sun plus three and a half. My favorite play is on that under though, under one sixty six and a half, and I'm hammering that again. I told you defensively what these two teams are doing. The pace is super slow in this one. Only reason I'm not playing the first half under this time, you know, I typically kind of lean first half just because yeah. I don't want to. But I think that this is a chance that even if this game is trending over, that a, a really defensive locked-in fourth quarter that gets us that one-point game that we were talking about can really kill the total. And also, first half, the Wings' pace goes from 11th for the full game to second for the first half. So they really, really get after in that first half. Sun are ninth in both the first half and the full game in the past five games. So give me that second half. I'll take the under 166.5. That's a lot for me. I'm betting that. I'm with you on the full game under. Uh, I think it's going to be a war once again uh, with two teams that I think are going to be in a spot where they have this game potentially circled on the calendar a little bit. So I'm going to go with the under with you. I think you see just a massive war breakout between these teams. Yeah. All right. I love it. This is this is game of the day for sure. Player props. What do you like here? I feel like I had to go back to AT, uh, expecting her to perform well. Uh, Bonner points, I don't mind. I think she's going to have a good game, too. For Dallas, the question is, if Arike doesn't have a great scoring game, who do you think would be second in line to step up? Because they have a couple of options. Uh, man, you prefer I, Howard I, or Sabley? I think I'm going Satsu. Okay. I think I'm going Satsu the second time around this time, but... Tasha, excuse me, whoo, hiccups. Tasha Howard's been really, really good, man. Mm-hmm. Like, she she had a dominant game that last time out against the uh, the Sparks. AT, seven and a half assists, minus 128. I see right there. Like, we're going to continue to take that. Um, they even moved her rebounds down to nine and a half. I think it was at ten and a half last game. So, uh we got that Bonner points. Yeah, I'm with you on Bonner points. Heidemann is trying. Like, now she's had a couple of good games. They're trying to throw her prop out there. Might need to come back and put that under nine and a half on the Tisha Heidemann. I think this is still an under game. And if they, they'll let, you know, the good people that they can't stop score, but they're not letting anybody else score. And Tisha Heidemann is probably going to be getting a lot of uh, Crystal Dangerfield, where I know we don't talk about her often, but her defense is still impeccable. So, Tisha Heidemann, first time they have your prop after you've had a couple of good games in a row, seems like a bad omen and bad luck. So it was really one Heidemann good quarter. Nine and a half. She had twenty four last game, but I believe she had twenty points in the fourth quarter. So she didn't in the third quarters. She did nothing the other three quarters. Yeah, and she's just been like hitting her threes. That's really yep. that's really what it has been for her. Let me go back and look and make sure. But I'm pretty sure that's what it's been for. Her. In fact, I believe though she did have twenty of her twenty four points in one quarter, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was in that game against the um, 
Dream, that first game against yep. the Dream, where she just went and caught fire like crazy. And yeah, so she's past two games, five for eight, six for seven. That's her threes were just falling. Her threes were just falling. Give me under. That is a that's a DJ play right there to take an under. But that's the first this is the first time all year they've had her prop listed. Like literally the first time all year. Mm. It's such a fate. All right. Mm. Four letter networks uh matchup predictor has a 60% chance for the Sun to win this. That's not good. Yeah, it's not because this line moved to two points. I was going to say because the predictor was always wrong. <laughs> yeah, I know. Remember the uh, the ninety nine percent Boston. It was like ninety seven percent to three percent or something. It was oh really bad. Oh my dope. gosh! All right. I think we've. Uh, yeah, I think we've kind of ran through this one. Let's move on to the. Is this the last one? This is the last one. There we go. Last game of slate here. Indiana Fever taking on the Los Angeles Sparks in the, I guess we won't call it the toilet. Nah, we're calling it the toilet bowl. This is the toilet bowl. (laughs) It's the toilet bowl game. Yep. All right. Sparks Fever toilet bowl game in LA minus two and a half for the. You see two and a half. No, it was open. That was open. So opened up minus two and a half. It's currently minus four and a half. 165 and a half. That stayed true. I'm actually surprised that didn't move, but Okay. Oh, well, that's probably why, because people are betting under. <laughs> but injury report here for these two teams, Indiana Fever, Melissa Smith, with that foot injury, she's going to be out for a little while. And for the Los Angeles Sparks, you have both Samuelsons look like, well, no, Katie Samuelson looks like she's questionable. Uh, Carly, no, Carly Samuelson is questionable. Katie Samuelson is out. There we go. Got that together. Uh, Cheney is out. Nia Cloudin is out. So you can't expect to see Jasmine Thomas. You can't expect to see Jordan Kennedy. You can't expect to see Lexi Brown, who all played last game. They are still active and expected to play. Zaya Cook coming off the bench. She's still playing as well. All right. It really comes down to if you want to lay, if do you want to lay four and a half with a team that's lost nine straight. Now I know the nine. I don't trust the fever in the second half. I was going to say I know it's misleading because once again the Sparks were injured to hell and back and they got a lot of their players back. But yep, I don't trust the fever in the second half either. But I don't think I trust the Sparks to lay four and a half. I prefer the first half if I had to pick, hoping that yeah. you know back at home against a bottom feeder, your team's relatively healthy again. The Sparks went healthy. We're not bad. So let's see when the last time the Sparks won a game. It was 10 games ago. So probably. I am. Was it really 10? They've lost nine straight. So it had to have been 10 games ago. Oh, yeah. Um, Still scrolling. Still scrolling. There we go. Dallas. (laughs) You want to take a you want to take a guess at the date? Uh, Well, today is July 25th. So. I'm going to assume early June or late May. I'm going to go late May. Give me like May 27th or something. Dang, how many games do you think they'd be playing? I have no idea. Is it, it was June 25th. Okay, One whatever. month to the day exactly. The whatever. last time the Sparks won a game. And the, and the <laughs> Fever haven't won many games either in the past month. So. Come on, man. All right, I'll take the Sparks. I'll do it. I'll bite. I'll take. This I'll part. do the first. I'll do the first half. I, I actually. What is the money line? 
I, 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 if it was this my old four and a half, no, probably close to like two to one. Yeah, it's two yeah to I was gonna one. say I, if it was like open at that. If if you got it that open minus two and a half, I would have said just take the money line. Don't even play around with yep. points. Yeah, I'll take the Spartans in the first half. That's the better play for me. But I will, in terms of picking for us, I'll take the Spartans minus four and a half. Like, come on, it's been a, it's literally been a month to the day, and now you're playing the Fever. You got to go out here and get a win. This is the most healthy they've been all season. Yep. All right. Total. I see so I see people betting the under. Not exactly sure. Maybe it's because these offenses are pretty bad. Because if you look at it in terms of offense, uh, especially if you think the Fever are going to win, you're just basically saying the Fever are going to score and the Sparks aren't. Because in the past five games, Sparks 76.6 points per game. That is eighth in WNBA. Fever 83.2 points per game. That is fifth in the WNBA. But again, a lot of that time, the Sparks didn't have anybody playing for mm-hmm. them. Like They were really, really struggling to go and find people to play for them. But what I am looking at is I will ignore the offensive side of the ball. I'm looking at defense. You look at both of these two teams, past five games, Fever are giving up 89 points per game. That is 11th in WNBA, 87.2. That is 10th in WNBA. And you look at first half, it's no better. 49 points in the first half, 49.4 for the Sparks. Both of those are 11 and 12, respectively. I think the Sparks come out with a lot more energy. Again, 10 games trying to get a win it's been a month i am going with the first half over here give me the first half over 83 and a half that's been the number today set that number three times today 83 and a half over for the fever and the sparks yeah i'm with the over as well i don't see much defense being played i know the offenses aren't great but once again the sparks numbers are heavily skewed because they were using a bunch of backup players uh, in their starting lineup so at home i think they'll play well if they score potentially north of like 85, I wouldn't totally be shocked here. Maybe I wouldn't mind uh, the Sparks team total over. I can see them playing pretty well uh, once again at full strength. They're close to it. Mm-hmm. So I see points and I like the over. All right. Let's see here. I have player props. NECA, of course, just... I think that could go for 30 in this game, but it wouldn't shock me if she has a massive game. I'm not giving out Leah Boston because I don't trust Leah Boston in the second half. I like Canada I just, again. I don't think there's ever been a more underutilized player in the second half than Leah Boston. Uh, I like Canada in this game. Just, well, she also yeah. did me a solid over the weekend, but I think Canada's a solid player. I think she's still at 12 and a half, too. Yeah. 12 and a half. I like her assist as well because I think there'll be points. Over five and a half assists for Jordan Canada. That is a lock. I'm playing that one today. Uh, let's see here. We got an over game, so I need some some 20-plus props around here. Man, I would love for Mexi Brown to come back and have a great game. Me too. Her two, her two and a half threes is at minus 130. 20 is at 5 to 1. 20 plus points is at 5 to 1. I wonder what her 3. Can I do a 5? That might be my that might be my 5 plus 3 prop for today. Just roll with Lexi. If she's hot today, then it, she's going to get there. Oh, they don't offer it. Freaking bet 365. That was they gave you 5 plus on something. You don't get anything over here. I'm in New York. I don't have access to Bet365. Oh, yeah. They gave, oh, yeah. They got five plus threes on Kelsey Mitchell and Jordan Canada. Okay. 
on. Those are the only two people they have threes props on, which is pretty annoying. I'm curious about the Mitchell volume, because I feel like she takes a lot of, like, deep mid-range jumpers. Yeah. I want to look up the volume for, for Mitchell. Yeah, I think If you want to make an argument that the Fever are going to potentially win, then she's going to need to have a massive game. But I just want to see the volume on Mitchell. No, she's usually around five attempts. So that's kind of what I thought. I'm, I'm not going to take Mitchell. Yeah, no. Uh, it, it's only Lexi Brown. I just wish they weren't freaking cowards and would give me yep. a five plus three prop on her. But, you know, it's fine. Uh, I guess I'll do 15. Because if she, of course, she's going to get to 15. So plus 162 for 15 points for Lexi Brown. Of course, that means I like her over 12 and a half. What's I, I Azra, Azra, Azra Stevens in that starting lineup? I feel like she's been a lot better. And over the past, wow. These numbers are actually better than I thought during his losing streak. Holy crap. So during the losing streak, Azra Stevens has, one, her minutes has gone up exponentially. But two points, 15 points, 13 points, 16, 13, 22. Two twelve, and that is her points prop is at ten and a half. She's hitting threes. She's scoring on the inside. She's getting rebounds. Her rebounds has actually been pretty consistent too during this losing streak. Three, five, nine, twelve, eight, twelve, five, four. Well, it's a little up and down. Now that I said it out loud, I like the points prop though. Ten and a half add more scoring from everybody else on the team. This is going to be a team effort on how they get this win today. It's going to be a complete team effort. I'm back in the Sparks here. Let's go. We have nothing else. I think that's it. So let's go on to lock dog and prop to end the show. Five game slate. Form a lock. Give me that Sun Wings under. Give me that Sun Wings under 166.5. I found a one 167 one on DraftKings. Thank you. I'll take it. I'm actually about to go bet that now. Appreciate it. Uh, 167 under 167 for the Sun and Wings. Uh, I'm actually not trying to figure out my dog right now because I'm trying to bet the 167. <laughs> All right. Uh, for my dog, probably just going to go to a points prop here because i don't think there's yeah there's nobody i'm willing to back wow did i back all no i didn't i'm, I'm just not willing to put the money on the sun money line all right let's go with cheyenne parker i think she's yeah cheyenne parker oh cheyenne is it Cheyenne or is it Lexi at 162? It's not juicy enough, but I think it's Lexi at 162. We're going Lexi Brown. 15 points at plus 162. That's good enough to not be a baby dog. It's not my – I know it's not my two-to-one, three-to-one extravaganza, but take the wins where you get them. I think she has a bounce-back day today. For my prop. That's where we go to Cheyenne, and we go back to Cheyenne over seven and a half rebounds for sure, minus 113. There's the prop. Lock under Sun Wings. 
Dog, Lexi Brown, 15 plus points, 162. Prop, Cheyenne Parker over seven and a half rebounds. Scott, over to you. Yeah, so we're going to overlap a little bit. I got Parker over seven and a half rebounds as my lock. I just think that she's going to have a pretty big game. Uh, I know Griner, once again, can get in the way of some of those rebounds, but. No, she doesn't. She oh, doesn't. No, no, no. That's oh what I was going to say. No, that's I'm going to say. Ra- oh, I'm sorry. I'm taking I was going to segue into that. I was going to say that you might assume Griner gets in the way there, but for a player of her size, what do you compare her to? Like Porzingis on the board? So she doesn't try yes. to rebound. Yes. Perfect. Perfect comparison. I- Perfect comparison. I, I just so, she doesn't even try. Like she's no, she doesn't try. Watching, no. she's watching other people get the rebounds. No, she like, doesn't try. So that's my point. Uh, You'd assume Griner gets in the way, but she doesn't. So I like Parker over seven and a half rebounds. And you said minus one thirteen. That'll be my lock for my prop. I'm going to go back to Cunningham. I'm going to take the over one and a half threes at minus one thirty. Making five plus threes in two of the last three. Attempting nine plus threes in two of the last three. Somebody's going to have to shoot for Phoenix since Tarazi's out. So give me Cunningham over one-and-a-half threes at minus 130. And for my dog, I have a couple of options, but what do I want to go with here? I do want to go to a player prop in some form. Um, NECA's not a big enough plus price, though, which is pretty annoying for me. Uh, You know what? I'll take a stand here. Give me... uh, I'll do it. Give me Canada 15 plus points at plus 126. She did All me right. a solid last game, but I think that overall Indiana's offense is a mess. And I do think you're looking at a, uh, Indiana's defense is a mess. And they gave up 100 plus points last game to the Liberty. I think the Sparks should be able to play well. Canada shot the ball well over the weekend. Give me uh, Jordan Canada 15 plus points at plus 126 as my dog. All right. You got it. You heard it here. Lock, dog, and prop. Scott, anything else for the people before we get up out of here? Not really. Once again, five games should be a fun schedule. Let's make some money. Yeah, hour-long show here. Five games. Oh, man, imagine a sick – well, we did talk some NBA and NFL, so that might have might yeah. skewed it a little bit. It would have been like an hour. Yeah, a little bit. But either way, enjoy the content. Appreciate everybody for rocking with the show. I got 19 people watching the stream with us right now. Make sure y'all like the video on the way out. Appreciate y'all. Definitely love y'all for that. Uh, make sure if you're listening audio version now, check out, leave a review, do all of that stuff. Other than that, I mean, I really don't have nothing else to say. Nothing else to do. No other way of ending the podcast. We're just going to do like this. We are out of here.